Hi guys, happy Friday. I know it's been a hot minute since I've uploaded because last week I did not get to upload a new podcast and I sincerely apologize about that. I had something unexpected come up, but I'm back and I'm super excited for this episode. Today's episode is going to be eight things that I stopped stressing over when it comes to blogging and why. And I think what really inspired me to do this blog, um, this blog post, uh, uh, it's been a long day already, um, to do this podcast episode is that I have felt burnt out recently and I have been feeling uninspired, unmotivated. And when I stopped focusing and like stressing these eight things, I started to get my motivation and inspiration back. So I'm hoping maybe this will help some of you who might be feeling the same way. I do want to say a quick disclaimer though, I'm not an expert and this is not professional advice. This is just me being real and honest with you about my journey and what has worked for me in the past and what hasn't worked for me. And this is just basically my opinion. So yeah, everybody is entitled to their own opinion so I know Some of you might not agree with me and that's completely normal and that's completely okay and I'm accepting it. But anyway, without further ado, let's just jump into it. So the first thing that I've stopped stressing over is looking at my numbers daily. I don't know if you're like me and you can admit to this, but there was a time where I would be looking at my blog views constantly every day and I don't mean just like looking at them once a day, but like multiple times a day, I would look at them and stress over them. But when I stopped focusing on how many blog views I was getting every day or how many followers that I was losing on social media every day or gaining every day, I started to feel happier about my content. I started to feel a little bit more motivated to want to post again and I If I'm being honest, you don't need hundreds and thousands of blog views to be successful when it comes to your blog. In my opinion, as long as you create that personal connection with the audience that you do have, that's what matters most. Now let me give you an example. Let's say someone has 100,000 Instagram followers. Maybe they never went out of their way to create personal connections with their followers. So these 100,000 followers might not trust or even engage. But if you have 1,000 followers who you have engaged and connected with on a personal level, chances are they trust you and they will engage back. And if you offer, not offer, but like if you mention a product that you're trying to sell or something like that, they'll probably be more trusting and will purchase your product as opposed to somebody who has 100,000 followers with no personal connection. And also, if you start to get upset about your numbers, because I see this happen very often, you might think that you don't have many followers, or maybe you have 200 followers and you think that's really small and that you want more, which of course it's fine to want more, but let me put this into perspective quick. Let's say you take those 200 followers and you put them in a room in front of you. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was in front of 200 people, I would have a panic attack. I do very awful with public speaking, and this is why I do podcasts, because you can't see me, I can't see you, but hey, we're here, we're there, 
and it's just more comfortable for me and easier. But if I was in front of like 200 people in a room, whoa, that would be mind-blowing and that's a lot of people. So when you start to put your followers into perspective and actually realize that 200 people that you are inspiring daily is actually a lot of people, you'll start to feel a lot more content and happier with your numbers. It's crazy that changing your perspective can make such a huge difference. And the second thing that I started to stress less is email marketing. And I know I will have people who do not agree with me because I know there are plenty of bloggers out there who swear by email marketing and swear that's the only way. But I promise it's not the only way. And we all have things that work for us. We all have different experiences. And what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for the next. But with my personal experience, I have found email marketing to be complete poop these days. I know some bloggers will swear up and down that it's the only thing. But in my opinion, it's the only thing that I can't stand. And here's why. So you have your email list builder, like for example, mine is MailerLite, and then you think, hmm, how do I grow my subscribers? Everyone tells you, you know, create an opt-in. What's an opt-in? Well, an opt-in is something you give to your subscribers in return for them subscribing. In a sense, it's like a freebie. For example, my opt-in is a free blog traffic and Instagram crash course. So they get your freebie. Yay, that's awesome because who doesn't like freebies? And if they care enough and they want to get more emails from you, they'll stay subscribed. But let's be honest, who doesn't love freebies? So people out there will subscribe to get the freebies and then they unsubscribe. And I totally get it. It makes sense. But this is just, this is what happens in email marketing these days. And then every time you send out an email... I can almost guarantee that someone will unsubscribe and you will probably get people who completely ignore your email to begin with and won't even open it. So because it's 2019, email marketing isn't what it used to be. There's so much spam out there that people are unsubscribing and not opening emails left and right, including myself. I definitely unsubscribe from emails daily because I'm constantly getting junk mail and I actually did a poll on Twitter. I was asking people if they actually opened emails from bloggers that they were subscribed to. And about 70 to 75% said that they do not. Now, I'm not completely shocked by this answer because I kind of expected that. Because I noticed in my own email marketing that I send out emails and people won't open them but yet they'll still stay subscribed because I don't know if it's just like they don't feel like going through the process of unsubscribing, even though it's super simple, or they just ignore their emails altogether and they try not to even open their emails. Like, for example, I have a friend who probably has about 1,000 plus emails just sitting inside her inbox. So, I mean, that's just the reality of today's email marketing, in my opinion, but of course, Others out there have a way better experience with email marketing, so that's completely fine. And mind you, I am not saying do not focus on email marketing because I definitely think it's important to grow your email list, especially if anything were to happen to social media because social media 
isn't necessarily forever and you can't control it, but you can control your website, your blog, and your email list. So focusing on that is definitely a plus, but what I am telling you, do not stress when people don't open your email. Do not stress when people unsubscribe. I feel like it's very common. And I started to like not stress that as much and I felt a lot happier. So, number three, stop stressing Instagram. Let's be honest, Instagram is a serious love to hate platform. I personally love to hate it, but I still use it. And the only reason why I'm using it is because for my industry, like for the influencers, bloggers, businesses, Instagram is still a huge part of it. I don't know why, but you know, here we are. And I definitely survived the hashtag Instagram down chaos that happened yesterday, but I'm also not surprised because this seems to be a new trend for Instagram. They seem to want to crash and burn at least once a month. It's fine. I'm getting I'm getting used to it by now. But like I said, for business owners, bloggers, influencers, which I also do not like that word, influencers. I don't know why, it just rubs me the wrong way. But Instagram is still a huge part of their business because the industry tells us we still need it and I still can't understand why. And that's mainly because I have seen so many red flags with influencers, especially on Instagram. A lot of shady tactics that happen, a lot of fake spammy followers out there, and a lot of people scoring brand collabs who I believe shouldn't. But at the same time, I don't know them personally. I don't know, you know, whatever. Brands are very just blinded by the fakeness on Instagram. Or maybe they're not blinded they just don't care. But I noticed that once I stopped stressing Instagram, tried not to focus on other people's content, tried not to focus on, you know, my followers going up and down, up and down, and up and down, and just focused on making connections, in my comments, on my Instagram stories, and just posting content that I felt was real to who I am, I felt a lot happier with the platform. And just changing, you know, your perspective. Like I said, perspective is everything. And one thing I just want you to remember about Instagram and just social media in general, it's not something that you own. So if you are trying to run your blog or business solely off of Instagram, be prepared for when Instagram maybe shuts down for good one day because you never know. If Instagram is your only source of audience, if they go, so does your audience. And that would be a shame. So don't put all of your eggs in one basket. And something else that I see a lot of people stress over is Pinterest monthly views, especially recently. As a Pinterest nerd myself, I will say it is completely normal for Pinterest monthly views to go up and down. In fact, everything about blogging is a constant wave, up and down roller coaster rides. Like, buckle in because your blog views, your followers, your subscribers, your sales, all of it is going to go up and down, and it's totally normal, especially in the beginning. I would rather not stress and panic when I see a dip in my blog traffic or views, my sales, my followers. Instead of stressing and panicking, I try to think like what might have caused this dip? What did I do differently 
recently that might have caused my traffic to go down or caused my sales to go down. And maybe it's not actually something that you did that caused it. It could just be, you know, the season. For example, I see a lot more traffic around the holiday season than I do in the summer. Makes sense because in the summer, a lot of times people are out, you know, on vacation or spending time with their family outside, having cookouts, enjoying their weekends, especially on the weekend. I see dips in my traffic all the time. So that's completely normal in my opinion from what I've experienced so far. And if you think like an average Pinterest user, what are people usually using Pinterest for? Well, probably to plan holidays, to plan a wedding, to find a new recipe, a DIY craft idea. So usually around the holidays, Pinterest traffic and stats skyrocket compared to summer, which is probably why a lot of people are seeing such a crazy dip in their Pinterest views recently. Um, and this isn't always the case, but it's definitely something that I've noticed recently. So these next two kind of go hand in hand, and I know that I'm going to get some of you probably going, you're going to be cringing when I tell you this. Um, and I'm probably going to have a bunch of grammar polices coming at me, but it's fine. So lately I've been trying to stress less over my grammar imperfection when it comes to my blog posts. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of people are like, L, no, like grammar is so important. No, I totally get it. It is important. But Honestly, I feel some kind of disconnect with my audience when I'm trying to be flawless. I feel like I am putting up a front of who I actually am because I am only human. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes and sometimes I have typos. I mean, my eyes don't catch it all. And I know there's apps out there and I could, you know, have an editor. But can I hire an editor right now? Like, no. Realistically, I just, I just can't. And I try to catch all my mistakes, but... Sometimes I, I just can't catch them all, and I definitely know that I'm not a professional writer, but what I do know is what I write and what I type, what I blog about, it's real, it's me, and it's just me putting my most authentic self out there as much as possible. And I found that when I stopped stressing perfection in my blog posts, I began to enjoy blogging again. Because I feel like once you're put up on this, like, pedestal, even if you're not, or, like, you're just trying to impress your audience so much by being so perfect, it gets exhausting. And I'm not trying to be perfect. I'm just trying to be me. So, that's just my personal perspective of things when it comes to blog posts. I know there are so many out there who, you know, decide not to post a blog post because they feel it's not perfect enough. And that honestly makes me sad. If you have blog posts in your drafts right now that you haven't published because you feel like they aren't good enough, just start believing in your content and believing in yourself and realize that it probably is perfect. And perfect doesn't exist, in my opinion, but you can have your own definition of perfect, if that makes sense. And to me, if I'm just being real and sharing my personal experiences and 
you know, doing my best when it comes to writing professionally, I guess you could say, then I that to me is perfect. So if you do have blog posts right now that you have yet to publish because you're afraid that it's not good enough, go publish them. I swear, I promise it's good enough. So again, this is all opinion. I'm not saying, you know, don't care about your spelling, of course. Like, I mean, it's good to know the difference between there, there, and there. But don't let it stress you out to the point where you don't publish your blog post because you fear it's not good enough. That's all I'm trying to say. And let's also stop stressing the negativity and hate because I promise it's out there and at some point you may encounter it with your own blog. Not everyone is going to be a fan. Not everyone is going to recommend you or your products and not everyone is always going to be so kind. The more you grow, usually your chances of getting hate comments or negative reviews grows too. And sometimes it's not because you or your product is awful. Sometimes people just like to troll. I notice this a lot with like bigger influencers or like bigger YouTubers. There's always scandals out there that I always see and all these hate comments and all this drama and I try to just kind of stay out of it because I try not to be such a negative person. I personally like positivity and, you know, positive vibes. So when I see hate, I honestly get really like, like it does make me cringe and I hate seeing it, but it's hard to avoid it. So... I have dealt with negativity. When you are in the public eye, it's, like I said, it's hard to avoid criticism or hate, but you literally need to be like T-Swift and shake it off or it will stop you from moving forward. And that would just be a shame. So many people have given up on their dreams, on their blog, on their journey because of hate. And I, I just would hate to see that happen. So like I said, it's impossible to please everyone. Don't stress yourself out by trying to please everyone. And lastly, stop stressing others. And what I mean by this is stop looking at other bloggers, businesses, brands as competition. The industry is big enough for all of us and competing is like comparing and that's never good. Comparison just brings down your own vibe. I used to compare myself all the time. It's hard not to, but one thing that isn't fair to yourself is to look at a seasoned blogger who has been doing this thing for years And then looking at your blog that you've been working hard at for a few months and thinking, wow, why am I not where she is and how come she's making hundreds and thousands of dollars from her blog and I'm not? Even the most successful bloggers have most likely been exactly where you are. You know, thinking the same thing. We all start with a blank canvas. The more you work at it and learn, the more you grow. Kind of thinking, thinking of it like, you know, at a job, you start at the bottom and you work your way up. That's just like how it is with any business blog or, you know, YouTube, whatever your creative um, profession is. But I saw this quote on Facebook and it said, don't compare your chapter one to their chapter 20. And it's so true. You have to, you know, be patient. You have the potential to be where they are, but it takes time and dedication. If you spend time focusing on where everyone else is, you lose time that could be spent working on getting where you want to be. So be patient with yourself and believe that you can get to where you want to be, but stressing the small things, and I'm trying so hard not to swear, because stressing the small-ish, 
is just going to stress you out and make you want to give up and burn you out and you don't want that trust me learn from me um and like I said everybody's experiences are different what works for one person it's not going to work for the next but I promise if you change your mindset and your perspective on certain things when it comes to your blogging journey or journey to growing your business or just any journey in life honestly it will make things a lot easier for you and you'll get your motivation and inspiration back and it's the best feeling so yeah again I just want to say thank you for listening I know I was not able to get a podcast episode up last week like I said I am not perfect I'm only human and I definitely appreciate those of you who stick around. So thank you so much and until next time.